Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. This is The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. from Boston. Petey, stop calling that goddamn cockroach-infested place you're in an apartment. You're living in the fucking cellar, kid. And you're no Shia LaBeouf. Although it's fucking baffling that you'd even want to be. You're just some cheap bastard sleeping next to a water heater. Oh, Sebastian show is back, baby. Back. What's up, Sebastian? How you feeling, man? You feeling it? Lou, put that on. Uh, play that a little bit more. Who is this? Yeah. Oasis. Oasis. I thought you were going to start with maybe a little Linkin Park today. Not a huge fan. No, I wasn't familiar with their music myself either. I googled their biggest hit, and I'm like, I didn't know it. I didn't know it. Sorry to hear the departure of Linkin Park. It's also the day. This is uh, we're doing this on Thursday, the day before it airs. It should also be noted that OJ got out today. I actually had a very bad day today, bro. And at one point, I'm in the writers' room, and I turned to a guy I work with, and I'm like, Holy shit, man! It just dawned on me, and he's like, What? I go. O.J. Simpson's having a better day than me. <laughs> Who would have thought that would have happened? What the... You sound... <clears throat> down. Down? Like the, the Pete energy is not there, and I'm wondering what's going on. Uh, well, it's here. It's here. There's just some people still in the building, and I'm just trying to keep it low for now. But no, the energy's here, man. It's, you know, it's... Bro, nice. since we last spoke, if I am not mistaken, and I say that I know I'm not mistaken, you did a major motion picture with Jeremy. I can't pronounce that name. Remmer? Remmer? Renner, Renner, Renner. Renner. You went down to Atlanta to film a movie where you played a priest, and the two stars in the scene are Jeremy and um, the other hilarious guy from The Hangover, whose name eludes me. Ed Helms. Ed Helms, hilarious human being. So tell us about the scene. Tell us about your experience. Nah, let's what, go what back. Let's go back to... I'm supposed to get in on Thursday for a Friday, fitting for a Monday shoot. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm in Atlanta for about four days prior to uh, shooting. So, you know, it's boring a little bit. You know, it's hot, 95 degrees. Humidity's pretty pretty bad there so i was kind of kind of chomping at the bit waiting to get on set get this thing cooking now i haven't done a lot of movies i think this is i don't know let's say four maybe 
and definitely haven't done a movie with this caliber of people. So I'm a little nervous. All right. I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous. A little anxiety. I get to the uh, the set. We were filming at this place called Stone Mountain something. It's a big mountain in the middle of this area. It's like a five miles of golf courses, lakes, all this stuff. And I'm in a wool suit. They didn't want me to make. They didn't want to put me in like a, a collar and have me be a priest. Priest. This was kind of a non-denominational type of thing so they put me in a suit now i sweat really really easy um i'm a guy who once he gets warm it takes a while to cool off so we get down to the set and uh i'm walking down to where we're gonna shoot the scene there's about 150 extras there's people all over the place and right away I get that anxiety sweat. It's kind of like the sweat I got in the Scorsese audition. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I'm like, oh shit, this is a movie. Right? <laughs> so I get to the set and I don't know how this is going to go down. It's like, this. it's kind of weird how a movie works. You have your lines, they have their lines, and you meet on set and you start doing lines, you know, and they start filming it. There's no, like, right. rehearsal. There's no, none, none of that, right? It's like you dive in and this is, we're off and running. It's not like a, a, a play where you have four weeks with the people. This is, hey, nice to meet you, action, and we're into it, right? Yeah. So I get there and I meet Renner. Now, this guy has a presence, Small guy, I say about five seven, but definitely, really? yeah, small guy. He's about I don't know. I'd say wow. five seven, one sixty maybe, if wow. that. Wow, wow, he looks big in movies. He looks like a yeah. big bad mofo. No man, this guy's small guy, small guy, but definitely has a quality about him. So, very nice. Uh, prior to going to the set, I meet uh, Ed Helms. Great guy. First time I met him. Met John Hamm. Um, that's the guy from Mad Men, the lead on Mad Men. The doctor yeah, guy. of course, of course, man. And Jeremy Renner. I introduced myself to them. And, you know, I'm like fly on the wall here. You know, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm on these sets, I'm not a big talker. I just, uh, you know, kind of talk or speak when spoken to type of guy. You know, if there's a conversation, I'll just kind of maybe listen rather than interject at all. I gotta, it takes me a while. You know what? It felt like, it felt like first day of school and I moved from another city and everybody's been in school and yeah. I'm the new kid. That's what it feels like to me. All right. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. It's all new. So, and they've probably been filming for a while now, yeah, right? They're four weeks in. They're oh, four yeah. weeks in. Oh, yeah. They all know. So the they kids. got, yeah. <laughs> They got the camaraderie. Yeah. They got the whole thing. Yeah, where'd you go? I was like, ah, we went to the oyster bar. What'd you do? So, How's your wife, Susie? Oh, she's good. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm with you, right? And all of a sudden, here comes a newbie. <laughs> right. But they're very welcoming. They're uh, they're nice. And uh, it's hot. It's, uh, it's what? I'd say, at this time, about 8 o'clock in the morning. I had it get it got picked up around five thirty. I didn't sleep at all. At, you know, like one of those things where 
you don't sleep because you're afraid you're going to miss the damn thing. Oh, so, man. Oh. You are zoned in, man. Holy oh, shit. Oh, man. That was a two and a half hours of sleep. No breakfast, no nothing. I'm like, I ain't eating nothing the whole day. Because if I start eating stuff, I don't know what the hell's going to happen to me. So I go, no food. <laughs> uh, and, we'll, and, and we'll get to the, the how people eat on a movie set. It's um, I, I've never seen anything like it. Listen, I've done extra work my whole life. Prior to getting into stand-up, I did it in in uh, Chicago before I moved out to Hollywood. It's like, man, and I and I and I saw this when I was an extra. These extras, my God, they eat like they haven't eaten before. I mean, it's the free food. Oh my God, they're 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 sucking it down big time. So. We get called to set. It's about, I don't know, 10 o'clock. I'm warm. I'm sweating. I got anxiety sweat, plus I got wool suit sweat. So I got two sweats going, two different sweats. (laughs) (laughs) And I would would suspect that you are a type of guy that that starts to sweat really easy, no? Uh, not so much the sweat, man, but uh, I, I, once I get in my head, that aspect of it, I don't necessarily sweat, but man, you know, it's easy to get in your head and then you're like all banged up and all the other stuff, staying up, not sleeping, not eating. I'm right there with you with that, man. Yeah, yeah. So so we get to the set. I uh, shake Jer- uh, Jeremy's hand again, and, you know, and Leslie Bibb, who is his wife in the movie. Um, look her up. She's uh, she was the wife in uh, Talladega Nights. Played Will Ferrell's wife. I don't know if you remember her. No. Anyway, okay. She, now, are any of them familiar with your stand-up, or have they said? The only indication I got that someone knew my stand-up was Ed Helms had said, uh, "So you're, you're really doing well with stand-up, huh?" Like, yeah, everything's really going good. But uh, and anybody else, I. No. Okay. But I meet Leslie, and she goes, wait wait a minute. Band-Aid guy. I do that joke about Band-Aids in, in, by the pool area. I'm not getting into the pool with Band-Aid juice floating on top of the pool. All right? And she goes, oh, my God, I know uh, Jenny Johnson, who turned your comedy on to me, and that, 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 So I'm like, oh, okay. And now you start to feel, at least I do, I start to feel a little bit where... I'm like, oh, okay, like, um, I start to feel like I made a friend at the school, you know? Right, right. That, that I'm not friend. such an outsider. And you had to be like, Leslie, you want to stroll around the set and spread the word that you just said about me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say that a little louder, guys? <laughs> guys, want to say a little louder? <laughs> Can you bend down and say it to Jeremy Renner down there at uh, Five Sevenville? <laughs> I wonder why I got the role uh, in the Tom Cruise movie. He's the only guy in Hollywood shorter than Tommy C. Come on now. You know what your fucking problem is? You think you're better than people. Mr. Fucking Clean, Mr. Fucking Goddamn Hide and Mighty. I'm sorry, bro. I know you guys I'm are sorry. friends now and colleagues. No, no, That's all on me, Jeremy. Yeah. That was Pete Corielli talking. That's a guy from Alaska. All right, you got a friend now. This is good. You got someone who's a fan. Boom, feeling validated. Now I'm in. I'm in. But I don't know how the lines are going to come out of my mouth. What do you mean, bro? You got the acting coach. You did the pilot. You almost got the. I know. I, I know. I, but 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 this is all new, man. I don't know. This is this is like. I'm nervous, I mean, you're, man. You're in a movie that's in the movie theaters right 
now the Farrell movie is in the movie. I know, I know. I'm just saying I've never did anything quite this big before. And Will Farrell is huge. I know. Yeah, this, I this know. part, your part, your part. This, right? this part is like interacting with the stars. You're okay? uncuttable for the story. They can't cut you f- to tell the story. No, they can't. They can't. So, um, Lou, cut the cut the music, will you? <laughs> Ooh, Lou, we got a movie star on our hands. That was a little ornery. Oh boy! I learned that on set. I learned that on set. <laughs> I'll tell you that the Ren. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like to refer to him as Jr. But who's who's watching? Um, I know my place. I know my place. <laughs> I was kidding. Um, so, so um, we do the first scene, and I screw up the lines because um, there's some. Like a lot of dialogue, not a lot of dialogue, I shouldn't say that. It was the part where I go, Susan, do you take Jerry to be your husband? Do you promise to love, honor, cherish, and protect him, forsaking all others, holding only to him forevermore? That's the, that's the line, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes, I do. And then I got to say the same line to him. So it's like you got to say the same, same thing, but with just you know him, hers, it's just changed. But right. I screwed it up a little bit, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I knew I was fucking up because I'm looking at Jeremy. He's looking at me, and I fuck up the line. And right there, I go into my head going, does, does, does he know that I fucked that up? Does, does he know that I fucked that up? Does he know that I fucked that up? Why is the scene still going on? Yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm like talking in my head, but I'm also trying to remember the shit. So I'm looking at him, and I go, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Is he going to know when to speak? Is he going to go, you know? So um, we do it. And the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! So uh, the cut. All right, let's do it again. And as it goes on, I start to loosen up. You know, it's like one of those things. Like the the first one out of the gate, you gotta gotta get, peel the rust off, and then you know, in between, while they're trying to adjust the lighting or switching the cameras around, then you start to kind of banter back and forth. But here's what I saw pretty interesting. Now, when they yell cut, Renner's got people coming out of the trees to attend to him. He's got makeup. He's got wardrobe, hair. And he's got this, which this is a beautiful, beautiful touch. He had two people come out with fans, like, like portable fans. Yeah. And they were fanning him. Oh. So he'd stay cool, right? Yeah. Now, they got somebody who takes his jacket, so he takes his jacket off. They're fanning him, doing his hair. Guy don't even look. The guy looks like he is drinking a martini on a beach, and it's about 68 degrees, and the sun just went down. That's how he looks. If you point the camera at me, I got beads of sweat on my forehead, and I'm sweating through the suit. Right, just in the behind the rent, just trying to catch a little uh, bounce off breeze. <laughs> right, I, I was trying to get residual movie star wind. <laughs> <laughs> so, so nobody's attending to you. Not even nobody's attending to me. I mean, I think wardrobe was on walkie talkies. Going, uh, the priest is sweating through his suit. Do we have an extra suit? No, so, just tell him to rub his forehead with his sleeve. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> So, as a joke, and and I, I'm like, all right, let me let me see how far in I am with these with these two uh, actors. So, 
and we're setting up and the, everybody leaves and they're getting ready to shoot i lean into uh renner and uh and bib i go listen uh it's the first time in my life i tried catching movie star residual wind because i'm dying up here <laughs> and they look at me and they're like and, and uh, Leslie's like, oh no! Next time I'll get, you, I'll give you the. Fan. I go, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that because I want the fan. You cracking I'm a joke? Kidding. Yeah, just trying like, yeah, sarcasm, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But uh, next time the fan came, and she was sweet enough to give me the fan. I go, no, 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 no. And then the rest of the people, I even had to go to the the, uh, the assistant director. I go, guy, can, can you get like somebody with a fan up here, or like maybe a napkin? I had like. <laughs> I had a ball of tissue in my in my pocket that I was dabbing my forehead with, and then in one of the scenes, I had a fly. There was like a gnat in my eyeball. Like you, it, we're doing this in the forest, like in, in like a heavily populated woody area, mm-hmm. and you put me in a forest or you put me in the outdoors. I don't know, and I, and I must have said this before on the show. You put me on the outdoors. And bugs come up to me like, man, it's like there's like a nest over my hair. You know, I, Italians give off something in their skin that attracts bugs. So I'm in the middle of the scene and there's a gnat flying around my eye. And I, in my head, I go, you got to be kidding me <laughs> now, <laughs> right now with the gnat. <laughs> We we do we do the scene and cut. We go to lunch. I don't eat lunch. I go back to my trailer, regroup, dry off. I think I'm in my underwear. I hung up everything. I'm in my underwear. I'm cooling off. Now you got underwear your own drenched. trailer, huh, man? Got my own trailer. Nice. Says pastor. The whole the whole kit and caboodle. So. I saw what's his name there, Hannibal Burris. He's on. He's uh, one of the guys that's on the movie. He's a comedian. For those of you who don't know, uh, nice guy, uh, funny cat from Chicago. So talking to him a little bit, and eh, just like kind of like you know, nah, getting to know people now. I'm like, okay, this is kind of you know, I don't know, seven eight hours in. I feel like I'm kind of part of the team here, trying to trying to blend in. Um, so now we find out we got to come back tomorrow. And I was only scheduled to do one day, but now we got to come back tomorrow because everything ran long. There was a rain delay. So I'm going to come back on Tuesday. Hold on. Hey, babe. Can you take her up? Oh, listen Baby's to crying. that. Nice. Baby's crying. That's beautiful. That's a healthy cry. By the way, did I tell you that? Uh, By the way, your daughter's already told and Jeremy Renner. Okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's that. What's that mean? It sounds like a bunch of fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh God, is he that small? I gotta check that. He just well, like just a small take guy. a ruler and open it up to five seven, <laughs> and you got your answer, guy. <laughs> well, we all have our secrets. Because we took a, a, a photo together, and I, I, he looked about as big as I am. But I'm you're not as tall as you think you are either. Oh, he's five nine. He's five nine. Oh, Lanko, oh, okay. my tall jokes, shit. No, yeah, no, he's five nine. But I'm All sorry, right. but he, he's a, he's a skinny guy. He's yeah, a right. skinny guy. Anyway, second day show up. Now I feel like I'm part of the team. I feel like I'm, you know, I could I could kind of spread my wings a little bit. Did some improv. Um, uh, they wanted me to improv a few lines. It's it's amazing. The the script in a comedy film is just basically um, a guideline. 
And Ed Helms is going off the thing. He's going to improv off the top of his head. It's just like, geez, these guys are pros, right? Yeah. I, I'm like, I'll say, I'm going to say every word, the way it's written, and I'm not going to offend everyone, the writer, because I want to, yeah. They're like, yeah. that goes out the window, man. They, they, they want you to just go off and do your own thing. So I learned that, like, to be a little bit more loose um, when you're doing these things rather than kind of rigid and, like, trying to find. It's like, like not a drama. It's like, you know, what? Do what, do what you want. So uh, I get caught at the three thirty, about three thirty on the Tuesday, and you know, hey, the pastor's cut. By the way, they gave me a name. Uh, Renner gave me a name, and the thing they called me Frank. I didn't have a name in the beginning, but at the end, they called me Frank the Pastor. Nice. Uh, so and Frank the Pastor was wrapped, right? Is that mm-hmm. what they say when you're done? That's what Frank they say. rap, everybody give hugs and this and that. Nice working with you. And it was a great experience. But I got to tell you, man, I was, I was sweating like you wouldn't believe through that suit, man. It, it, was, it, was, a, it was a hot day. And they got another, what, five weeks to go? But um, great experience. Um, now, now, did the director say anything to you in between takes? Like, give you direction or anything? Or was he cool the whole time? Yeah, he was you? cool. He was like, hey, man, you know, uh, he even said, loosen up. Just uh, go for it. You know, because I was, I was kind of following the book. And then once I went for it, I was like, oh, this is, this is funny. Because basically the gist of it is I start to say at the beginning of the ceremony that uh, I was in AA with Jerry. And, this is all improv. I was in AA with Jerry. I had a, I had a lot of problems, uh, anger management issues. The, you know, and I start to kind of give my problems to the congregation. And then, uh, but I'm a really sweet priest. But then I get, uh, oh, I'll just let you see the movie. All right. But anyway. All right. uh, but it, it was good. It was it was a good experience. I was there for what five six days, and prior to leaving, and I don't know if you've done this, but man, I'm I'm a wreck. I feel like I got postpartum. To, like like a, I, I'm very emotional now with the baby. Oh yeah. So her favorite song is anything by uh, Bocelli, Andrea. Oh yeah. Right? So I'm getting ready to go. Uh, the car's going to come pick me up, and Bocelli's on. She's laughing, and I'm bawling. I'm bawling, man. Uh, well, I was like, "What's wrong?" I go, I, it, it's just, "I'm leaving for five days. I, 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 I gotta leave a beautiful baby behind." Did you have that uh, uh, song by Buccelli, Lou? Uh, party, I think it's party, party. It's just like it's, it's this famous song. It's like a duet with a woman. Yes. You got that laying around? Are you saying it in Italian or English? Uh, no, <laughs> that's the Italian Lou. version? No, I mean, the title, it sounded very Italian to me. Uh, what's the name of the damn song? Partito? Time to Say Goodbye by Bocelli. <clears throat> now, this is her favorite song. This song comes on, and she's... Okay, now, can you imagine, right? This song, she's in her little chair, the little bouncy chair she's got. Yeah. I'm getting ready, and she's kind of like in, in my little hallway, right? And she's watching Daddy get ready to go. This song's playing throughout the house. She's a little laughing at me, and I'm in a waterfall of tears. <laughs> I mean, this, this song alone, it, it, feel, it, it literally feels like you're in a vineyard in Tuscany. It sounds like angels are singing to you. And my daughter's looking directly at me. I'm looking right back at her. I bend down, 
and it just starts, man. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Oh, it just just it just touches you, man. Look at this. Oh God, that's that's beautiful music. <laughs> There's no denying. <laughs> Not exactly what I'll be playing when I leave my house, but uh, beautiful music. Dude, oh, it's hard. I know. I cry every tough. time I leave. I say goodnight oh. on Sunday when I come back. It's 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 brutal, man. Tough. But, you know, what are you going to do? You can't sit there and stare at them all day, you know? No, you can't. But uh, you got yeah, you got to go out there. You got you to make some bread so the family could survive. So you got to do what you got to do. But, man, I got to tell you, it's tough. It's tough. But we're all good. I'm back. I'm back here for about six weeks. I got to jaunt off, do a couple uh, corporate gigs. But uh, other than that, I'm pretty much locking it and loading it here in Los Angeles for the summer. Spending some time with the family, having uh, my side over on Sunday for a little barbecue. Jump in the pool and uh, call it a day. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah, my whole family's coming to visit this weekend. Brother, kids, everybody. I'm psyched. How's your brother? We haven't talked about that side of the family at all. Has there been any interaction with your brother? And I mean, I know a long time ago, I think maybe three or four years ago, we did a prank call on your brother. Hello? Hey, Mike. How you doing, Anthony? Good. How are you? Good. Um, Petey um, hired me to come over and train you for a day on the bag he bought you. I'm a professional boxer. I got a gym out in Tom River. And uh, I was wondering if we could possibly uh, schedule a day where I could come out maybe for an hour and a half, two hours, we hit the bag heavy. Then like like Saturday morning, I I like to get an early start on it, maybe 7.30, 8 o'clock, I come over. I got got a lot of equipment too. We hit the bag and we also do a lot of body punching. Um, I don't know if you're, you know, if you want to get hit in the head a lot, but I got got like a headgear I bring for you just in case you want to like maybe swat the mitts a little bit. You haven't talked to him about him since. Yeah, no, I mean, he listens. I can't wait to see you, man. He's my buddy. He's my best friend. I'm looking forward to it. But now, my sister's been listening for a long time. My brother listens. But uh, now, we got a problem. I, I'm literally, uh, it's changing my whole persona on the radio here because my father is now listening. My mom says, he goes out, uh, she, last week, she's like, I, I come back and there's your father sitting in the driveway listening to the show in the car because <laughs> that's where it gets serious oh really yeah so i'm like dad i told you i don't want you listening you know i say some things he's out of hell i wasn't listening i just like to go in my car and see my son's name on the radio dashboard oh what a proud dad <laughs> what right? a proud man you're amazing people pay you to do this crap <laughs> are you ready for So I go home last weekend, right? And, uh, you know, again, you know, you can't wait to hang out with my daughter. And All right, we're going to the lake. It was a hot day. Me, Jackie, and Sadie, I'm up early. I'm blowing up rafts. Jackie's packing the food. I'm excited. Sadie's excited. I get to the lake, and uh, it's a nice day, you know? And there's, like, a, not that many people, maybe, like, 15 people, a handful of them in the water. And uh, we set everything up. No sooner do I have everything set up, the lifeguard comes down for stand, about an 18-year-old kid, comes up to me and he goes, uh, Hey, uh, l- listen, I just want to let you know that, um, you know, the city of Dunkirk was 
thinking about closing the war because it's at a high level of bacteria right now. But uh, technically it should be closed, but we're leaving it open. Uh, you can swim if you want, but it's definitely got a high level of bacteria and it probably shouldn't be open. So, and then he kind of goes, so, and he just kind of backpedals up to the, to the stand. And I look over at Jack and I go, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that information? Yeah. I, 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 I'm, you know, <laughs> do we go in, do we not? And then the bacteria, when you go on, like like a lot of the beaches over on Lake Erie, when it rains a lot and everything floods into the lake and stuff, they'll they'll close the beaches because a high E. coli fucking counts. And I got this right. four year old daughter dying to swim. I want to swim. I'm like Jack. What the, I don't. What are we gonna do here? You know. So she's like, just don't go under. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. So now we're giving Sadie a big speech. I'm like, Sadie, if you get any water on your face, spit, spit. Practice now. I'm like, yeah. So we're playing, and then the wave comes in. It goes over her face. Now I'm running her up to the to the to the, the, the blanket. I'm like, spit, spit, drink water, spit, spit. So you know, it's kind of like, and I'm like, why are they on the lifeguard stand if if there's if there's E. coli and there's a bacteria? And he's like, well, it's right on the cusp, and so we're open, but we probably shouldn't be. So, what? So, yeah, listen, guy, I hear E. coli. I, I leave. The, I leave. It's over. That's you, though, guy. That's you. <laughs> that's you. That's not me. I mean, I got. I got. What am I going to do? I got no pool. I got. I don't know, man. So that was that was that day, man. Of course, right away I start. She, you know, they say it's, it's bacteria. I'm like telling Jackie, I'm like, fucking white trash losers and shit. You know, right away she goes, guy, it's not people polluting the water. It's from the, oh, you know, right away I go to fucking animals. Fucking yeah. animals. <laughs> I gotta stop cursing. What a mouth on that guy. Here comes Watt with no helmet, makes the sack on Alex Smith. My goodness. J.J. Watt. Dude, are we doing this big Sunday thing? Are we going to see the Wattster? Yeah, I texted you earlier, I think it was last week, and I was trying to see when we could go see a game this year. I was trying to plan it out because I know we keep saying this year after year, like we're going to go see Watt play in Houston, and I was looking at that particular date, which I think is opening day. They play the Jacksonville Jaguars in Houston, and I was like, yeah, maybe we should just go out and check out a game. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could, if you didn't want to stay the night, you could get a flight back. I mean, I don't know. Just do something social. I'd love to, man. This year is going to be sick with that Houston defense. With that Houston defense, I could quarterback the Texans to the playoffs. That's how dominant that defense is. Yeah, this should be be an insane year. So, yeah, I want to talk about possibly go into this game on sunday and uh i'd love to i'm uh i'm, I'm big i'm li- i've been listening to uh every day i listen to boomer sison and craig carton in the morning here in uh when i drive on new york yeah, yeah. they're all sports they're really funny boomer sison re- and two days ago i'm driving in listening and they're talking about going to one of the houses of someone on the show who's jewish and Craig caught and goes, wait, 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 what's that? What's that great bit Sebastian Maniscalco has about about the Jewish food? About yeah, about there's no good Jewish food, you know. And and like he says part of it, and they all laugh. And bro, that is like as a comic, that kind of stuff. Like how cool is that? When I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's so cool, man. <laughs> that's what you love when people are talking about your bits. I thought that was cool. That's I nice. wanted to share that with you. Yeah, that was nice. Those those guys are nice. I I did a charity gig for them uh, last year and. Uh, yeah, it's 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 nice to hear your name on the on the radio. Just kind of 
out of nowhere. It's uh, it's cool. It's cool stuff. I never. Fellas, sorry, but here. you're on the radio right now. So you're, you can hear your name anytime you want. I don't know why you're so impressed by those two ding dongs. Say my name, Lou. Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> Coriolis smashing Maniscalco with you, Boomer. Whoa! How cool! You guys Let's are funnier Italian than them. Cake. Let's uh, do Italian take. Okay, then we'll get man. into it. Jeez. All right, there we go. I'm not going to explain it. We all know it now. Let's start right out of the gate, bro. Uh, a Chick-fil-A. A Chick-fil-A in Colorado. Two employees of the Chick-fil-A were on their break eating. One of the dudes started choking to death. To death. But the other one jumps up. Bangs out the homelick and the food pops out. Big deal. Saved the kid's life. And the kid who, who, who saved him popped the food out. They have it on surveillance video. As soon as he popped his friend's food out, he sat back down and just started eating his own lunch like nothing happened. My question to you, Italian take. If somebody clearly saved your life, like you're at a, a steak restaurant with a friend and you hit the, the homelick and you need it to, to live, do you... Do you feel you owe that person anything more than a heartfelt thank you right there in the moment? Are you in, are you indebted to them for life? What, what what do you feel your debt to them would be if they saved your life? Well, uh, Lou, I don't know if you caught it. That's two homlicks. Um, uh, what is it? Heimlich? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Heimlich. <laughs> the homlich. It's a new maneuver. It's a new maneuver. <laughs> Which he already got that wrong the last time, so yeah. he's just not going to learn. No, no, no I'm no, not no, sure no. you guys are right, but anyway, the Heimlich, I think, the Heimlich. I think I'm you, sure we're right. somebody saves your life. Mm-hmm. You're not indebted to them for life, but I think they, you get the name and the address, and you, uh, you send something to them. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I just think it's a one-time thing. Thank you so much. And you're done. I don't think it's like a thing where, hey, anything you ever need ever. I think it's a one and done. No? Well, what's the one and done? Flowers? I don't think. I don't know. No, no. I mean, I don't know, man. I <laughs> I think I owe more than that. I mean, this, is, this isn't like... Oh, we would have had to rush into the hospital. Maybe you would have lived. I mean, you clearly were not going to live if this person didn't you save your life. I feel they could call you. I, 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 that guy called me at midnight and was like, bro, I need a ride home from the airport. I'd be like, I'll be right there. Okay, I, 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 I have an, ex, uh, an example of this. Okay. A friend of mine saved um, someone's life. It happened to be... A friend of his, but it was during a work situation. I don't want to give too much of the information away, but my body has a client, okay? That client is in his 70s. My buddy's 40. My body saved his life, and the 70-year-old man bought my buddy a car. Wow, that is exactly what I'm talking about, man. And we're talking about a guy in his 70s who, yeah. what do you owe anybody at that point? I mean, I'm 70. It's not like you gave me another 40 years of living. You gave me another yeah. five tops and I'm still buying you a Datsun? <laughs> what a fucking guy. Well, this guy, my buddy at the time, was looking for a SUV because he had recently started a family and needed 
a larger vehicle. And he was looking at this particular model. I forget the name of the car. So the guy knew that prior to this all happening. And after he saved his life, he goes, do me a favor. Go down to the lot and pick out that car, whatever car you want. Of of the, that, you know, this, this, get get loaded, whatever you want to get it. Just get that car for your family. I'll pay for it. I'm like, wow, that's nice. I mean, if you could, if you could weave in the gift that has some meaning to the person, then I think that's the way to go. I agree, and if, and if, and I mean, at the very least. Maybe three grand cash with a note that says my life is worth a lot more than this, but it's all I can spare. I'll, but, I'll yeah. owe you, but I owe you forever. Yeah, wow. All right. I like that's it. New nice. call. I mean, but, but if you save somebody's life, this is also uh, kind of a flip side to this, too. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get your take on this. But you save somebody's life, right? Yeah. What's the time frame of you getting the thank you well i think i would get it i should get an initial like right there hug crying oh yes. my god i'll never forget you but then i think how long within a month i should be getting a very expensive gift okay so after a month goes by you start tapping jack ego nothing yeah, if there's no rehab, I mean, if I saved a guy who you know would still need to be in the hospital for two months, then sure, wait till you rehab and you better yeah, yeah. then give me my gift. But if it's just like you walked away after my save, yeah, you got like a month, man. And after a month, I'd probably shoot you a Facebook thing going, "Hey, what are you doing with the life that I saved? I hope things are good, bro." That's my way of saying, "Where's my gift?" Yeah, yeah. Who are you? A friend. Thank you. Next one, I got to bring up Chris Christie. I don't know if you heard about this. Yeah. You know him, governor of Jersey. Mm-hmm. Ran for president, as you know. Guys, nobody likes him now. He's, he's literally going to retire from the, gov- uh, the governor of Jersey with arguably the lowest approval rating of any governor of all time uh, in a couple of weeks. As a matter of fact, bro, two weeks ago, they closed all the Jersey beaches at the beginning of yeah. the summer, and he still went to the beach. Yeah, and, and sat out there with his family. So he is at the game, the Met game, in a privileged seat, box seat. Uh, no kids with him. Fly ball, foul ball comes. He leans over. It didn't like come right to him. He leaned over and caught the ball. All right. Oh wow! <laughs> and, the, and the place booed the shit out of him. So he walked up and handed it to a boy, and they still booed him. Now, my question to you is, Italian take, if you are in a privileged seat like that, where everyone knows you're there because of who you are and you got hooked up with the seat, and and obviously there's dads and kids all over with less good seats, are you going to aggressively go after a foul ball in your area? Mm, Good question. uh, I'd like to say no, I wouldn't, but in the moment, I feel like there might be a part of me that wants to lunge and, and pick this out of the air. I know, right? Instinct takes over. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. If Watt invited us down to the field level, I, I would steal a helmet without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so, who am I kidding? Could, could you make it off the sidelines with a helmet? Do you think you could get back to your seat with a Houston Texans helmet? 
boy, it would have to be after like a, a 85-yard bomb and everybody's still cheering, looking at the Jumbotron. I sneak out like a pregnant woman with that thing under my shirt. <laughs> That's the only chance you have, right? I mean, shit. Jesus. Can you imagine Watt calls you up later? I invite you to a game and you try to steal equipment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And a souvenir for Chris Christie. Are you kidding me? How about that? Nice to see him get from the beach here to the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that is funny. Krispy Kreme had a big deal. They had their anniversary the other day, a big 100-year anniversary or something, Krispy Kreme donuts, and they ran a, a special. Buy one dozen donuts, get the second dozen donuts for 80 cents. There were lines up to two hours long, cars, people on foot waiting to get the Krispy Kreme deal. My question to you, Italian Take, what is the longest you ever would be willing to wait on a line for a treat? I've seen this multiple times, and I just, I don't wait in lines. I, I, I'm not this type of guy that two for one, free free donuts, whatever the hell it is. 7-Eleven was giving out the thing Slurpees the other day, and then line wrapped around the corner for a free Slurpee. I'm like, really? You gotta be shitting me. You gotta be shitting who, me. Who, who, I mean, who the hell would do that? You know what I mean? Like, who the hell would go down a grown person and sit in a line for 45 minutes to an hour for a free Slurpee? I mean, is, is that what it's come to? They're, they're not even delicious. I mean... It's it's ice with cherry shit. I would rather pay for the goddamn Slurpee for the to not be a line. Yeah, uh, just give me the line where you pay for the Slurpee and let me get out of there within two minutes. And you're right, the Slurpee itself, I would have to say, biggest white trash drink on the planet. One hundred percent, man. Anyone that is drinking a Slurpee. Yeah, you got a little white trash in you. There's just no two ways about it. It's the number one white trash beverage out there. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> you ever see the hot dogs there, too? I mean, oh, I can't, I'm, my, my mind is blown when I see someone getting a hot dog. I know. It, it's funny you mention this because I was at the Atlanta airport coming back to Los Angeles, and I was in one of those uh, stores that have the magazines, the candy and whatnot. I actually yeah. did an Instagram on it where... They had all this candy, and randomly in the middle of the store, they had one of these, you know, hot dog rollers where you could get like a hot dog or a bratwurst. And, and there's a woman sitting there dressing the burger or dressing the hot dog with like relish and, and ketchup. And, ho- and I'm going, in the middle of the newsstand? Like, what the hell are you doing, lady? <laughs> Have you ever. Did that? I've never even looked in that that direction in a Seven Eleven. By the way, <coughs> do you go to Seven Eleven? Do I go there? <coughs> I, <coughs> excuse me. I used to go there all the time when I smoked cigarettes. I get coffee and cigarettes, but no, man. I'm I'm really not in Seven Eleven too often now. I, nothing in Seven Eleven interests me at all. There's nothing in there. That I, I'm like, I gotta go to 7-Eleven because I gotta get a honey cake. Oh, no, no. Food-wise? Yeah. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, I can't, if I had to eat some in 7-Eleven... What, what is it? Beef jerky? Oh, God. Beef jerky time. You want some beef jerky? 
this one, uh, this was a doozy to me. This, just, I, I'm reading this thing the other day, okay, in the post. So this dude swimming in a lake in, like, Arkansas or somewhere like that. And, and what's up on the shoreline where he's about, oh, he's fishing, he's about to go fishing. What does he find floating half on the shoreline? But two headstones, grave headstones. Uh, now, one of them is from 1882, and the other one's from 1875. And then they're like, he called the town, and the town came out, and now they're, gonna, they're determined to find out where these graves came from and where these people are buried, and they're going to go to all cemeteries and look up names and try to find it, right? You know, And like these, mm. these headstones need to get back on the graves. Now, maybe they do. I understand all that. My thing is, if you were fishing and you came across two headstones in the lake, would would you make phone calls, or would you just be like, "What the fuck? Look at that! Holy shit!" I don't make phone calls. I don't report <laughs> nothing. Do, do you? I mean, no. I mean, who who do you even call? You gonna call up the cops? Like this, I mean, I'm fishing, and there's two tombstones here. No, I, I, I anything that I see that might be a little abnormal or whatnot, and I don't I don't call the police. I don't call nothing. I just see it. I register it and I, and I keep moving. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to get involved. I just don't want to get involved. I, I don't either. I just. I can't even fathom that. To be honest with you, it caught me as funny though that someone would actually do that. Call up and uh, they wash from somewhere, and all I know yeah. is they need to get back where they were. No. Yeah, see, you see it. You look, wait, look at this. There's the tombstones, and then that's it. And then you go home. It, look, if it said "Rest in peace, Ken, 2016," I'd I'd be more inclined to look for Ken. But I mean, they're from 1825. <laughs> Anyone who gave a shit about them is dead Done. too. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? No, I hear you. All right. Anyway, here's the last Italian take. Okay, I went to an air show. You ever go to one of those where the planes fly overhead? Yeah. Yeah. So we went. We took Sadie to one by us, and I meant to tell you about this because I need your Italian take. Now, it's 4th of July weekend, the most patriotic day and weekend in America. We yeah. are in America, on the lake, and I, I don't know if, like, there was a pilot, and one of the pilots was Canadian. I, I, don't, I couldn't figure it out myself, but before they played the national anthem to kick off the air show, they played the Canadian national anthem. There was a bunch of people near me, and a couple of them were talking, and a guy 30 feet away looked over at them and gave them a shh. Do you mind? Like a shh. And uh, I just, my time take to you is, does a person have the right to shush you for not acknowledging the Canadian national anthem in America on the 4th of July? Mm, no, I don't even think that anybody has the right to shush you. I, I'm not in Canada. It's the Fourth yeah. of July. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm. I could understand if it's a hockey game and the other team's Canadian, but we're all American. We're celebrating our freedom from freaking England, and uh, you're playing the Canadian national anthem. We're having a little conversation over here, and we're getting shushed. I don't. I, it just didn't register with me. <laughs> well, something like maybe that you would do to somebody with the shush. Yeah, but not for the Canadian national anthem. Yeah. I was whispering to Jackie, "The fuck are we playing this thing for?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know. And that thing is long. Have you ever heard that thing? No. I mean, I, if, if it, it was played, I could, you know, go, oh, yeah, maybe that's the Canadian anthem. But I, I, I 
don't know how long it is or how short it is. I don't want to. Listen, I'll be the one to say it, all right? You know what the Canadian National Anthem should be? The Star Spangled Banner. Who are we kidding? Who are we kidding? We give them 24-hour protection, and they know it. Said it before, I'll say it again. <clears throat> right? It's like all I'm saying is, you know whose house never got robbed ever for years? John Gotti's neighbor. <laughs> Wouldn't you, isn't that safe to say nobody fucked with the house on the left or the house on the right either? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh, God. You just get all the perks. All the perks. That's right. Oh, That's man. right. Well, you know, you know that Gotti is. Uh, you missed that opportunity to to get a photo with your with the the man, the myth, the legend. I I know. I did. I should have. By the way, one last. I don't know if it's really Italian take, but in uh, in lieu of the bacteria in the lake, I've really had enough of this, and I want to get a pool. I think at some point. And my neighbor, I'm obviously not rich, so don't want anyone to take this the wrong way. But the house right next to me. Um, I'm pretty sure if I made him an offer that was worth it, him and his wife would sell. I just don't think they could sell that house. Mm-hmm. So if I were to make an offer uh, on his house, do you think it would be in poor taste to tell him that I plan on knocking it down completely and putting up a pool? Or would you keep that to yourself if you were trying to buy someone's house? I love your house. I'm going to fucking plow the whole thing down. Yeah, I'd card, keep it to myself, but- uh, sign the paperwork, have the transaction go through, and then bring in the bulldozer. You want to come see what your house looks like now? Take a look. We're all playing Marco Polo in the front lawn. <laughs> well, you got, you got, you got uh, room in your backyard for a pool, no? Uh, I don't have a lot of land. I do have room for a pool, but it would take up quite a bit of the area, man. So the Indians are almost done with my house. Unbelievable. They've been almost done? The f- how long have they been there? They've been there for seven and a half weeks, and this the is job was supposed to... This is unacceptable. Well, it sorry. was supposed to take three. They've been driving Jackie nuts because, like, they'll just come... A couple of them will come till noon, and then they leave, and they don't come back. And then, and then, like, the guy's like, oh, I'll be back by myself later tonight, and he don't show. And, and you know, she's been getting crazy. Like, it's nice. Where are they? What are they doing? So a couple of weeks ago, we kind of... Had a little talk with him, and I told him, I was like, listen, I'm having family and friends Friday, and uh, I really need this house done, man. And I'll make it worth your while if you can, if you can get, a, get it done. And, bro, for the past week and a half, they have been there from 7 in the morning till 9 at night just painting and scraping. What are they painting? painting? What the hell's going on? It's a big bitchin' house. It's an old Victorian with a lot of trim and a lot of special, like, you know, this needs to be white and cream, and this is black, and this is red, and it's just a lot of intricate details going on, man. It's a masterpiece. No, I, I get it, but I've never even heard of anybody being on a job for seven and a half weeks. It sounds like my remodel. Uh, yeah, I know, but like what they'll do is like if it's a day that's going to rain, maybe rain, they won't come to my house and they'll go do a small house because it's easy to unpack and pack up a small house. Whereas with mine, he's like, I hate to get everything out and then it rains and then we got to put it away and then, you know, paying my guys to sit around. So, yeah, and it's like, come on, man, you keep thinking it's going to rain. It doesn't rain and, and we're just sitting yeah. here with all the stuff in our garage. Let's get going. So it's almost done. I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, you should be. I mean, this is... Uh, will, will you ever hire these people again? Honest to God. Can we just Yes, go I would. Them? I would, man. Oh, They're come good dudes. on, man. Bro, come I can't... I, first of all, I couldn't find that many people that would even be willing to paint this thing. Yeah, I would. I would. So... Wow. And Jackie, you know, 
We're gonna. She's like, we're gonna give him a good tip. They're working really hard. They're killing. Tip. Them, so. What yeah. tip? <laughs> it's seven and a half weeks, bro. You tip them if they were done in three days. I know. I well, I said. I she said though. She's like, I know. They said they'd be done in three weeks, but the past two weeks they've been really working hard, Pete, all day long. You know, and so. Yeah. yeah. Tip. Oh, bro. Yeah. That meeting today. I want to bring that up for a quick second. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, fill the listeners in on the meeting uh, we had. Or, or yeah, we so. took a we took a really interesting meeting today with management about working with a company that'll help uh, take the cast slash radio show whatever to the Pete and Sebastian show to a new level to open it up to new listeners. Yeah. And as the, as it was being described to me, they said they said that this woman uh, is very good at rehabbing podcasts. <laughs> And, br- and raising, and then Sebastian goes, uh, "Hey, because we're all on speakerphone, uh, phone, big conference call." And Sebastian goes, "Hey, Pete, did you know that our cast needed rehabbing? <laughs> I didn't know it needed rehabbing." <laughs> I told the guys in the room that after I got off the phone, yeah, everyone was howling, man. <laughs> man, I mean, it sounded like uh, we were we were dying, you know. Like, you need a rehab. I go, "Hey, rehab? I don't even know. What, nothing's been built to rehab it." You know, I mean. I mean, I, I was like, I was saying, like, it's almost 300 episodes we've done, man, and I'm trying to get a gauge on who to, who who our listener base is. We we haven't had any like demographics pulled or anything like that to find out like who these people are. I mean, I know there's a loyal listenership out there. It's just trying to find where they're at and where they're coming from, what cities they're in. You know, just being a little bit more specific, but. Yeah, man, those conference calls, man, I just can't stand them because you got six, seven people on the phone, and then it's like no one, you know, who, who's talking, who's not talking, someone's talking over one. It's like I just sit there and listen. I just had to bark up when I heard that rehab line. It's true, though, because when you're on a conference call like that, one person will talk, and then when they're done, nobody talks because there's four or five people, and nobody knows who should talk next. And then there's an awkward pause, and then five people all talk at once. Yeah. And then all five stop, and there's an awkward pause, and then two start. I don't got time for this idiotic small talk. Get off my phone line, you squeaky little brick. I gotta run. It's just, it's too much, man, you know? Too much, too much. Oh, this is what I had to tell you. Um, how do you feel about sitting in the backseat of a car, and there is someone driving, and then there is someone in the passenger seat, and you are sitting behind the person in the passenger seat, right? Mm-hmm. Here. Love it. Okay. If you're having a conversation with the person in the passenger seat, do you expect that person to turn around and talk to you face to face? Or do you expect that person to just talk to the window? Hmm. What do you expect? And what do you do? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Boomer Esiason, Craig Carton. Well, I, if I was in the front seat, I don't expect a full turnaround. But yeah. what I do think is a nice touch is every once in a while, just the half turnaround so I see your profile okay. a little bit. Like like almost like my my chin is facing the console between the two front seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. You like a side but turn. What I don't like, because I love the back seat when I'm in that situation, because I feel like I can I can lean forward and participate in the conversation or I can just lean back and bail on it at any given moment. 
I don't like when the person in the passenger seat in the front looks, pulls down the visor. I've had this move, and they Ooh. look at me in the mirror. Oh, that's and like, You that's know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, God, what, I don't, <laughs> I don't need the mirror look, right? Yeah, yeah, you get like one eyeball in the mirror. Oh, oh, the yeah. driver does that when you're in the back. He keeps looking in the yeah, rear Yeah, what is you that? Know? Yeah, just fucking watch I, the road, guy. <laughs> I'm not into the driver looking in the mirror at all. I'm also not liking when I am in the front seat and there's somebody's driving, that person looking at me while they're driving and talking. What's that oh. move? I start to evaluate them in my head. I'm like, all right, well, he's 50, drives a lot. He's never had an accident. He must know what he's doing. Right? I mean, you ever do that in your head? I'm like, cause in my, otherwise, I'm like, how is this guy not dead yet? Is this how he drives all the time? He's glancing at the road like it's a goddamn yeah. decoration. Yeah, like it's, uh, like it's an afterthought. Every once in a while, he pops in on the lane. I'm like, hey, guy. Oh, God. Then I do that move where I look at the road so he won't look at me. I'm like, guy, I'm not even driving, and I'm looking at the road. Look at the road. Look at the road. Yeah, you're trying to, like, coerce him into staring forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here's another move. When you're in the back seat, and you said you do that lean in in between the uh, the two seats. Yeah. How far is too far to lean in? Like, like, do you put a head up there? How far does your head go past the seat, or does it even go past the seat? Entirely based on two things to me: the the relationship I have with the people in the front seat, as well as what we're talking about. Like, if it's you and Lou up there, and we're talking about something fun, I'm leaning close. I'm in. My my, my yeah, face yeah. is like my chin is practically on the console. If it's just some banter with people giving me a ride to a comedy club, yeah, it's a half. It's not. You, you can't even see me. It's just. I, I don't even go. I don't even go in that area. I feel that like area, you just lean I, back. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like anything that I need to say can be said from the position I'm sitting in. I don't feel like I have to lean in forward to get like a, a my point across. I, I've never. I never even go in that little area. Yeah, I could see you not going into that area. You're not the type. <laughs> And, and it's and it's not a, it's just it's a gesture it's just letting you know that i'm a part of this i mean you know yeah you would be in the trunk if there was a seat <laughs> <laughs> uh, i would i would man it's fuck i hit a milestone last week man what'd you do i went i went back to my my original dentist the one i should have never left oh yeah and uh i gotta get my first tooth pulled Oh my God! How what? white trash is that? How white trash is that? That's pulled. what she said too. She's like, it needs to be pulled. I'm like, and then what do I do? Go get a job at a carnival lady? What the? This isn't <laughs> oh even an God. option. The fuck are you saying? <laughs> Where's that even? What front tooth? What? What are we talking here? Oh yeah, I'm like, where is this tooth? In my asshole? Because that's the only place I'd be comfortable pulling a tooth. Is, it, is this tooth located in my mouth? Because that's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a molar in the back up top, and uh, it doesn't hurt now. And she's like, "But you know, I see, you know, it's blah blah blah, and it's gonna get infected, and it's you know, you're gonna, it's gonna hurt, and you should take care of it before it starts to hurt." And then there's a couple of options, you know. Of course, once we pull it, you know, you don't have to do anything if you don't want. And uh, in my head, bro, I'm like, okay, so what do people that you know aren't homeless do? <laughs> 
I could not do anything. She's like, so, you know, you could just leave. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I could do that. And then move to Kentucky. What the fuck? Do we have any other options? Uh, then she goes, uh, now the one on each side of it is in pretty good shape, so we can do a bridge over. So I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So we're going to clamp onto the other two and put a little something in between. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, what about just going pure out fake, you know? And she's like, oh, no, that's an option, too. You drill a post in there. and But that's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. This is a huge, huge thing. Yeah, you don't want to have, like, a space back there. I've seen people, like, when they smile and they laugh out loud, they open up their mouth. You you see some of these mouths when people open up their mouth? Holy, look at the space. Bro, I would rather (laughs) starve to death than have no missed teeth. Right, I mean, and look at just, the space he says. <laughs> I mean, the amount of crap in these some of these people's mouth. I just got dental insurance. I've been paying out of pocket for dental yeah. for yeah. my pretty much my whole life. I finally got on the SAG AFTRA insurance plan. Yeah, I got I got it on the Guild too, the Writers Guild plan. Yeah, yeah. Did you were you paying out of pocket? For health insurance prior to getting the job on the show? Yes. Yeah, I paid for insurance. Sure. Okay. <laughs> the amount I was paying and the amount I'm getting through the union, it's its unbelievable. I was stunned. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And the coverage is better. So yeah. I'm paying less and getting more on the coverage than I was paying out of pocket. Oh, I know. Now I got. I now I gotta. I gotta stay on that because you gotta make a certain amount of money in the union to get those benefits. Right, and it goes yeah. year by year. So I'm hoping yeah. next year I make enough to keep the damn plan, or I'm gonna go back to paying out the nose. Yeah, no, I know. I I, I know what you're saying because it's a. Someone was telling me a story once about oh, um, S- Steve Marmel. Uh, Judy's uh, husband, who's a, a showrunner, and like he had a Disney show, a children's show, and um, they had Bobby Slayton on one time. And for all the listeners might not know him, he's a really funny, dirty, older comedian, Italian guy, really great, but you know, edgy as hell. And I'm like, what was Bobby Slayton doing on Sunny with a Chance? That was the show that Steve show ran. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, he, he needed one more acting gig that year to uncover his insurance. And he's a friend of mine. So we just had him be a principal. <laughs> <laughs> so he could, just to cover the insurance that year, you know? Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, I, it's funny because I got it through the Writers Guild now. It's great insurance and all that. And And before I had it. With Obamacare and repealing this and that, I was I was on it. I was like, "What this fucking insurance? What are we doing? The government get this shit together." Once I got insurance through Writers Guild, I, I'm like, I don't even pay attention to that on the news. I'm like, ah, repeal it, don't repeal it. Hey, what do I care? It's like amazing how if the shit don't affect you, you don't give a shit. Isn't that amazing, man? Totally. If they're like. All horses are dying. I'm like, I don't ride them. I don't eat them. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. If it don't touch you, it's like. But, you know, some people, they think, you know, they're they're, they're, they're these do-gooders out there. They're like, oh, no, no, I have to, you know, I'm kind of with you, bro. If it don't affect me, I just keep going. 
Yeah, and by and with your insurance, dude, the way your career is projecting, you're gonna call me up one day and go, "Fuck it, I just bought Blue Shield, Blue Cross Blue Shield." <laughs> the plan, you're like, not a whole company. The whole company. <laughs> I wasn't happy with the customer service, so I, just, uh, I put a bid in. <laughs> I put a bid in. That's why now, Lou, you covered Lou. Uh, yes, through Sirius XM. Oh, oh nice. thank goodness, man! Thank yep, goodness, nice. you gotta be covered, you chimney. <laughs> I don't know if we have time for it, asshole. I don't know if we have time for it, but remember that time I got a softball-sized growth in my neck when me and you were on the Jim Brewer show, Pete? I'll never forget it, Lou. I was I, so nervous. I couldn't, even wear, I couldn't even wear turtlenecks to cover it up. Wow. It was the size and consistency of a mango, and if, if I didn't have Jim's uh, insurance, I would not be here right now, but damn, mm. that thing was big. Yeah, what was dude, it? He, it, bro? He had a, it was like a goiter or something, and it was coming out where your your jawline, where his neck meets his jaw, and I am not even kidding you when I say it was like bigger than a softball. Yes, and, and it, it kept it was, growing. It kept growing every time you saw me for the next day's show. It was bigger than yesterday. Yep, and we, and we would just do the show, and Lou had a goiter coming out of his neck. Well, what the hell? What's a goiter? He smoke still. But it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, if there's ever a time to smoke, you know, it's like yeah, I got a fucking softball in my throat, guy. I'm smoking. I'm it freaking wasn't, out. It wasn't a goiter. It wasn't filled with fluid, and it wasn't soft. The consistency was that of a mango. That's what the doctor said. It, I mean, it was a benign mass, whatever it was. But uh, they said you should probably stop smoking, just in case. Yeah, wow. it was. The, it was so, Lou. It, ha, it was so scary, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, who the? I've never seen that. I've never heard of anybody having a growing thing that was that tough. No, it, true. Right. I am not kidding you. If it was like the eighteen hundreds, Lou would have went to Coney Island, and you would have paid a dollar to see his fucking neck. Oh my god, that right. that's, that would have been his fate because wow. he wouldn't have been able to fix that. It was like Seraphina's head. In Lou's neck. <laughs> That's how big it was. It was so disconcerting. And he's just bopping into work. Like, hey, guys. Everyone got coffee? Ready to start? <laughs> it, it will go down. It will go down. <laughs> it will go down. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah. When they, so, when they cut it out, Lou, right? Like, I've heard, I think I remember the next time we saw you, it was just like done, normal. It was like the whole thing came out in one lump. Yeah, like a big softball. And, a, and you can't even see a scar. Here's one for you. Yeah. Yesterday, Lana tells me, um, I got some food coming to the house, some groceries. And, you know, Lana's always on these apps that deliver. You know, mm-hmm. she grew up in a household where they just had stuff delivered. You know, no one went to go pick it up. They got it delivered. So, yeah, there's, a, there's an app called Postmates where basically in Los Angeles, you could get any restaurant in Los Angeles, delivered to your home, right? Uh-huh. So uh, she goes, we're getting groceries delivered. I go, oh, from from home? What, what do you mean groceries delivered? She goes, uh, I heard about this woman, and she calls herself the Farmer's Market Fairy. I said, what? He's like, the Farmer's Market Fairy goes to the the top, farmers markets in los angeles and picks for you the best fruit vegetables fish that's in season like she brought back strawberries little strawberries which i don't i don't even look at strawberries that aren't plump right little small small strawberries that are 
probably like the size of a raspberry. She brought them in, and right away, I, I don't, I don't like the the woman. Not that she's a nice woman. I just don't like the idea that there's this woman out there that calls herself a fairy that's going around shopping for this stuff. I'm like, I don't want to pay for it, right? What do you Bro. mean you don't want to pay for it? You don't want to pay I, for the I, service? Well, yeah, it's like Lana comes up with these like Lana's like you know. I go, how much is that? You know, like, how much is that? So why we got a fairy shopping for, uh, you know? Yeah. So, a lot of uses services that I, she I, I couldn't even it. think she, up in a think right? tank. I didn't even know they existed. So I don't want to like it just on the principle alone. But I had this strawberry. I said, get this woman here twice a week. Delicious. I've not. I go. Where the fuck did you get these strawberries from? She goes, oh, no, there's a farmer's market in Santa Monica. There's a guy there that has unbelievable strawberry. It's like she knows the guy at the farmer's market that got, has the best peaches, the best strawberries. She got a fish person. I go, this is well worth it. I think it's 60 bucks a day if you want it. I go, get this lady out there. And, and and she'll bring what's in season. So she's like, peaches are in season right now. But they didn't have ones that I liked there. But I'll get you. Do you know what's in season? I know peaches are because I had one the other day. I got three of them. Uh, I had to pick them myself. No, they were uh, in a basket. But uh, I know peaches are. But not not I always. No like I, I wanted corn. And Jack is like, it's not corn time yet. I'm like, oh, it's summertime. I just thought you get corn. Yeah, like, like who knew corn's not available now? I don't know. I see people eating corn on the cob at barbecues. I'm thinking corn is in abundance. I have no idea what the season is for fruits, vegetables, and, and whatnot. I have no idea. Like, I don't know when to get good apples. Is that April? Is that June? You know, what what is it? It may be April or June in uh, Russia, in America. It's whatever the fuck I want. This is America. <laughs> You get me the fruit. Figure out a way. Right? I mean, it's, it's crazy. We've always had anything we want whenever we wanted. Yeah. You see some of those. Uh, is she getting you any of those Asian fruit chat? You ever see uh, some of those travel channel shows like uh, uh, Bourdain and the other bald guy I ran into at the restaurant at the airport that you didn't know. I forget his name. Andrew Zimmerman is off food. Sometimes there's like Asian vegetables and fruits that shit. I don't know what that. I've never heard of it, seen it. So anything exotic yet? No, no. But she did get, and if you haven't had this, I recommend it. You ever have squash blossoms? No, it is what I'm talking about. <sighs> Bro, Lana made dinner last night. She did this wild salmon, and then uh, we had some roasted potatoes and a side of these squash blossoms. And what you do, it's a batter made out of egg, club soda, and some gluten-free flour. Dipped it in that batter, fried them. Oh, little salt! You got to get yourself some squash blossoms in season, by the way. And this is the fairy picked these blossoms, though. The fairy, yeah. So the oh. fairy comes on Wednesday and Sunday now. Wow! And now brings fresh produce. Hello, <laughs> I have squash blossoms. Hello, the fairy's here. <laughs> Holy shit! <clears throat> well, has the squash fairy, uh, the, the the fruit fairy there, 
going to run into the car guy. I wanted to get an update on that. How's that service going for you? Where they come and maintain the cars uh, on the driveway? Best, it's unbelievable. Man. Yeah. They come every Friday morning. They're out here 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, it's the best thing I've ever I've ever gotten myself involved in. So they tidy them up for the weekend. I love it. Yeah, Friday they, they every inside and out once a, they they do once a week, and out of the four washes uh, over the course of a month, they uh, one of them is a full detail. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 outstanding. I can't Austin. wait to come out there and see a house. I can't wait to bring my uh, daughter and my to, wife to and, and, get and, out and here. swim in that pool and check it all out, man. Get out here. We are ready for you. Uh, I got to skip to a dinner, so let yeah. me uh, let me uh, plug some shows here. We just announced the fall tour this week. Um, tickets are in sale today. Uh, 13 cities. We're going to Nashville. We're going to Fort Lauderdale, Cincinnati, Columbus, Ohio, Kentucky, Louisville. Never been there before to do a show. Uh, also going to Reno, Nevada. So those are just some of the dates. I did a Facebook Live today from the Facebook headquarters. Uh, you can check that out on my Facebook page. Tickets on sale tomorrow, SebastianLive.com. Also, check out, I did a little... Um, something with Complex, which is a uh, production company that does a show about sneakers. I went shopping for sneakers with uh, this guy Joe out in L.A. And uh, uh, you can check that out also on my Facebook page. Um, what else do we got? That is it. I'm off really until Connecticut uh, at the... At the uh, Mohegan Sun Casino in Unksville, Connecticut. I think it's April, uh, or sorry, August 26th, but double check that. SebastianLive.com. All right. All right, dude. Um, so far, I only have got, uh, Gotham Comedy Club in October in the books right now, but I just wanted to say, um, everybody listening, appreciate the PNS guys, the tweets. Can't thank you guys enough again. They're hilarious. And uh, listen, tell a friend about the cast. Pass yeah. it around. Let it be known, please. We know you do, yeah. but we appreciate it. Absolutely. Tell people about the the show. If they're not listening to it on Sirius XM, they could pop over and get it on uh, iTunes or, or what have you. Because uh, we really do appreciate the listenership, especially when you guys come out to the shows and say that you you are a uh, avid listener of the show. So we really yeah. appreciate that. And, uh, and spread leave, the word. If you go to the Facebook page, uh, I will post. I took a photo, sent it to Jimmy from Boston <laughs> last night. He's going to post it if I don't. God bless you. But there's a photo on our Facebook page of my living quarters while I write on the hit Kevin James, Kevin Can Wait sitcom. If you want to see the uh, the digs, <laughs> well, send, send it to me so I could post uh, it up on our, I, bro, our page. I did. I did a five minute segment without you last week because I had to describe my situation and I told the listeners I just couldn't say it to you because you you would literally have just shredded me when you heard it. Oh well, I have to go back and listen though. <laughs> Let me spoil it for you. You found a roach. Thought I did. Might not have been a roach because there hasn't been another one since. But uh, we'll oh, is that, that what the beginning of the the, the show was? Yes. I, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Yes. Oh man, you find oh, a roach in, in 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 the in your place? I thought it was a roach, bro. It's a whole long story. It looked like a roach. It was three in the morning. I got back from the cellar, so I just killed it. Got all sorts of traps. I got my bed in the middle of the place. It's, Haven't it's seen a roach right. since. Yeah. Keeping expenses down. Want to spend the money on the family. Everyone can relate to that. I get Great. it. I get it. But you're making some bread now. I think it's time to start looking for a home in Long Island. Oh, 
Jackie doesn't want any part of Long Island. She wants to stay right. Dude, I just had the Indians paint for about seven years. I'm going to leave now. We'll sell it. <laughs> All right. Great hanging, man. All right, guys. Congrats nice again seeing on that you guys. Movie. That's awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Take care. Later. The show has ended. By the way, did I tell you that? uh, By the way, your daughter's already tall and Jeremy Renner. Okay, continue. (laughs) (laughs) 